Oh, I'm a glutton for punishment. I am a Leafs fan and a Lions fan. I know. Pray for me. Maybe I will uh, convert to the Red Wings or something once we get here. Uh, but we were so close. You could taste it in that first half, and then it just all went to pieces. Story of my Maple Leafs fan life. Anyways, it is good to be here. You guys look amazing. And uh, well, I'm not going to be here, but happy Valentine's Day. It's coming up this week. For fellas, if you forgot, here's your official reminder. If you've got a sweetheart, you have permission to lean over and give her a little kiss if you want. If you don't have a sweetheart and there's someone attractive sitting beside you, now's your opportunity. <laughs> We believe in love at Meadowbrook, don't we? Come on. Come on. It's so good to be with you. And uh, I just uh, bring greetings from Josie and our kids. We're, we're, uh, we're so glad to be finally, finally be back with you guys. It's been a long, long season of waiting and, and preparing and getting ready. And uh, we're not quite there yet, but it really does feel like we're um, the children of Israel wandering around the desert just wanting to get to Leamington, which is our... It, it's our promised land, and so we're just praying that God will, uh, will bring us here safely, and uh, we appreciate all your prayers as well. But uh, let's dive into God's Word this morning. Uh, we're we're, we're going to tackle the subject, uh, partnering with the Holy Spirit, or walking in step with the Holy Spirit. Walking in step with the Spirit. Um, Meadowbrook, uh, the, the official uh, mission statement of Meadowbrook is, we exist to glorify Jesus and become more like him, right? Not only uh, do we serve upward, inward, and outward, but we exist to glorify him uh, with our hearts and lives and to become more and more like him. And so how do we do that? Uh, a friend of mine once, uh, I, I was hearing, heard him preach, and he said this, and I thought it was really good. He said, uh, the best way to uh, glorify Jesus is to engage with his word. Not only on Sunday mornings, but that's important, engage with the word of God, uh, but also in your personal life, begin to dive into the scriptures uh, and, and begin to worship uh, him with all of our hearts for what he's done for us. And then the second thing is to uh, maybe identify one thing, this is very practical, identify one thing this week that we can change to be more like Jesus. I think we can all accomplish that. One, one thing in seven days, I think we can manage that. And so uh, a few years ago, uh, Josie and I, uh, we decided to do something that we had never done before, which is strange because uh, one of Josie's most beloved activities she does is dancing. She loves, she's been a dancer since she was a little girl, and, uh, and so she's, uh, she's passionate about um, doing that. And uh, we found ourselves kind of coming out of COVID uh, in an interesting situation in our relationship, talking about Valentine's Day. Um, it was, uh, if I'm going to be truly honest, it was a little bit stale. Uh, if you've ever been there, if you've been, we've been, we're coming up on 13 years of marriage. If you've been married for any time at all, you know that sometimes we can get into a bit of a rut, can't we? And, uh, and so we found ourselves in this situation where we were like, we need to mix it up a little bit. We need to try something and do something a little bit different. And so we decided to take a dance lesson together. Is dancing like a sin in Meadowbrook? I don't, I should have maybe, I should have maybe asked before. Uh, uh, but it was with my spouse, so you know what? Okay, thank you. There's forgiveness. Good. 
But the truth is, I'm not good at dancing at all. Like, I have two left feet, and my hips don't move at all. And so uh, it was interesting. I couldn't figure out how you're supposed to move your hips and your feet at the same time. It's very confusing to me. And I was thinking about this message, and I thought, uh, what a better illustration for uh, walking with the Spirit than uh, this idea of dancing with a partner. And so uh, when I was a youth pastor, my youth group tried to teach me some dance moves. As a, uh, they tried to teach me how to dougie. Has anyone ever heard of the dougie? Yeah. If, you're, if you're over, like, 45, you won't, that's okay. That's all right. It's a 90s dance. It's, uh, it's from back in the day. Uh, they t- tried to teach me how to whip and nay-nay. I think that's how you, I don't know. Uh, not good at it. Yes, that was bad. And then recently, my son tried to teach me this dance called the floss. And now he just asked me to do it so he can laugh at me. Uh, <laughs> uh, and then another dance called the gritty. And I don't, even, like, I don't even know. It's like some shuffling thing. And then you make glasses with your eyes. It's really weird. <laughs> but the truth, uh, the truth is, it's, it, I didn't really understand the uh, concept and the idea of dance and still, until I got in step with my partner, with Josie, and, uh, and, and didn't understand the power of dance and the connection uh, that you can have with a partner. And so the thing that I learned from our lessons was that the leader uh, doesn't tell the follower uh, what the next move is. They just step. And the person who's following is supposed to step along with them. And see, God calls us into this beautiful dance where, we're, where we allow him to take the lead and, and then we're called to follow. And life and dance will teach us that we need to understand timing. Because so the timing of God is all throughout Scripture. You can see it uh, all over the place in the Bible. Do, do, do you ever find that sometimes that maybe you feel like God seems really slow? Like, God, I've been praying for my loved one for years and years, and they still won't turn their hearts to you. I don't understand. And then other times, it really seems like God is moving very quickly, and we're just almost trying to keep up with him. You see, I found in Numbers chapter 9, verse 22, that people of Israel are wandering through the desert, and God is leading their, his children with a, a, a pillar of cloud by day and a pillar of fire by night. And some days the cloud would stay uh, for a day and then God would say, pack up, it's time to move, let's go. And God was in a bit of a hurry. And then other times the cloud would stay put for like a whole year. But but I I never, he never told them where he was, uh, where they were going next. They just got up and they got in the rhythm with God and they followed his lead. It's the exact same with us. Uh, in our scripture today, we're going to dive in, and I'm going to unpack this a little bit later, but in James 1.19, it says, My dear brothers and sisters, take note of this. Everyone should be quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to become angry. You might be saying, well, how does that, what does that have to do with walking in the Spirit? We'll, we'll talk about that in a little bit, but I, I want to unpack that scripture in a second. But uh, we need to learn God's slowness and God's quickness. Uh, we need to, when we're walking in step with the Spirit. You know, uh, we often talk about the love of God and the grace of our Lord Jesus, but we rarely talk about having fellowship with the Holy Spirit. Second uh, Corinthians thirteen fourteen, Paul ends his letter to the Corinthian church, and he says, "May the God, uh, uh, may the grace of the Lord Jesus and the love of God and the fellowship of the Spirit be with you all." See, we've got to, lock to learn to walk in step with the Spirit and have fellowship with the Holy Spirit. 
See, this is the great challenge of the early church. Uh, all of the disciples faced this difficulty. They had to walk with Jesus. Imagine, uh, put yourself in their shoes for a moment. They had to walk with Jesus. They got to be with him for three years and te- learn from him. And they were, uh, he taught them and they had uh, meals together. And they, they got to be in the presence of Jesus 24-7 for three years. And then all of a sudden, he's taken up to heaven. And now they have to uh, learn to walk in step with an unseen partner the Holy Spirit. So let's talk about how we can match the rhythm of the Spirit and steps we can take uh, this week to become more like Jesus. Is that okay? Awesome. I like going fast. Especially um, as a kid, anything motorized that would go fast, like a go-kart, I was in that thing and I was going as fast as I could. Uh, If you're a slow person, though, uh, God's quickness can be uh, too fast. And if maybe you're a fast person like me, uh, God's slowness is often torturous, waiting for God to do something. But God's timing is always at just the right speed, isn't it? It's just moving at the right speed. In 2 Peter chapter 3, uh, it should be up on the screen there, yeah. Beautiful, thank you. Uh, the Bible says, for instance, but, but don't, do not forget this one thing, dear friends. The, uh, with the Lord, a day is like a thousand years, and a thousand years is like a day. That can be discouraging. <laughs> uh, why, Peter? Come on. Uh, but the Lord is not slow in keeping his promises, as some understand slowness. Instead, he's patient with you, not wanting anyone to perish, but everyone to come to repentance. Has you ever, have you ever thought, man, man, God, are you ever going to answer that prayer? Are you ever going to move in a powerful way in that situation? Uh, and it, it feels like that for us right now. Like, are we ever going to get to Leamington? <laughs> uh, and the other, hand, other times, he's, God is very quick and he moves very, uh, very quick. Matthew chapter 28, verses 5, uh, 7, and 8, it says this. Uh, the angel said to the women, uh, just after Christ was uh, crucified and buried, Don't be afraid, for I know that you are looking for Jesus who was crucified. Verse 7 says, Then go quickly and tell his disciples, He has risen from the dead and is going ahead of you into Galilee. There you will see him, and now I have told you. So the women hurried away from the tomb, afraid yet filled with joy. They ran to tell his disciples. See, sometimes God is quick and sometimes God is very slow. And we have to understand the rhythms of how he's moving. And we need to begin to step in line with what the Holy Spirit wants to do in our lives. Other times God says, go quickly, uh, go and speak and encourage to the, uh, go, go, go and pray for that person right now. Uh, and we're like, okay, God, just chill out for a second. Like, I'm not sure I'm ready to do that. Uh, but we need to get to know and understand what God is doing and his timing is often not our timeline, is it? I remember uh, uh, b- the church I was at previously, I had to do an hour and a half commute one way. Every day, it was it was amazing um, in in Toronto traffic, and so um, and for somebody who maybe likes to drive faster than other people, it can be frustrating when you get behind somebody who just thinks it's Sunday morning and we're going to take a nice country drive through the city. And so when you see a little opening, you take that opening and you go and you give her. Uh, some of you know what I'm talking about. Paul is a great example of this in Acts chapter 16, uh, verses 6 through 10. It says, uh, Paul and his companions traveled throughout the region of uh, 
that word, and Galatia, having been kept by the Holy Spirit from preaching the word in the province of Asia. Having been kept from keep, uh, by the Holy Spirit. Uh, when, when they came to the border of Mycenae, uh, they tried to enter uh, that word, uh, but the Spirit of Jesus would not allow them to. So they passed by Mycenae and went to uh, Troas. During the night, uh, Paul had a vision of a man of Macedonia standing and begging him, come over to Macedonia and help us. After Paul had, se- had seen the vision, he got ready at once to leave Macedonia, concluding that God had called us to preach the gospel to them. I love this scripture because it talks so clearly about uh, Paul trying to learn the rhythms of God and stepping in line with what the Holy Spirit said. And he wanted to go into Asia and preach the gospel and the Holy Spirit's like, no, just wait. And then he wanted to go to another place and God said, no, just wait. And then he has this dream. And, and the thing is, God never said go, but he, uh, he, he was learning to step in line with the Holy Spirit. And so he said after the dream, he got up immediately and was obedient. Three things we need to get right based on the scripture. Number one, Paul learned to submit to his new partner. Uh, when you've been leading like Paul had, and not as a believer uh, his whole life, and then he becomes a, a follower of Jesus, he needed to say, okay, I'm not in charge anymore. The Holy Spirit is in charge. How do I follow his leading? You see, when Josie and I took that um, dance lesson, uh, we're standing there, and the teacher's saying, okay, uh, Josie being the dancer, she wanted to pull me around the dance floor. She wanted to take the lead, but our, her, our teacher said, no. You follow, he'll lead you. And then I struggled to not step on her toes the entire time. Uh, but but we, we need to follow the leading of the Holy Spirit. See, as we bump into him and maybe we step on his toes and we make some mistakes as we're learning to walk with the Spirit, uh, we, we make corrections and we learn the rhythm of the Spirit. We learn that the Holy Spirit is moving. This is going to sound so silly, but I really sense the, power, the, the, the Holy Spirit speaking to me this morning in, in a very strange way, like never before like this. I'm getting ready, and I had this, uh, I had this shirt that was quite a bit more casual than this, and I, I was going to put it on, and, and Holy Spirit's like, no, you need to wear the sweater and the stripy shirt. I was like, why? I don't understand. It's a stripy shirt. You can see there. Um, but... I don't understand that. And, and, and so I was like, okay, Lord. And so I put it on, and now I'm sweating up here. And that's okay. I'm trying to be obedient to the Holy Spirit. See, every disciple in the Scripture struggled with this. And we as disciples will struggle with this. But as long as we're humble and obedient, we'll get it right eventually. Acts chapter 10 Verse 44, uh, Peter, this time, while Peter was still speaking these words, the Holy Spirit came uh, on all who had heard the message, and the circumcised believers who had come with Peter were astonished that the gift of the Holy Spirit had been poured out even on Gentiles. Isn't it interesting? The Holy Spirit's like, okay, Peter, you're done talking. I'm ready to do my stuff. And he began to pour himself out on Gentiles. The Holy Spirit is going to do things that we... Maybe we have some expectations, or we have some things that he's, this is how he operates. And this scripture is very clear. Uh, the, the, the Jews, the circumcised Jews that went, the Christians that went with Peter, had certain expectations of what God was going to do. He's going to pour out the Holy Spirit 
on the Jewish people. He was going to do that for them. He wasn't going to do it for Gentiles, non-Jewish people. But the truth is that the that, that, that Holy Spirit said, no, this is for everybody. This is a free gift of love for everybody. And so I'm going to pour out and do something unexpected. Kind of like last Sunday. Amen? I was, I was here. I was, I was on the screen, but I was here. And here's poor Peter. God told him to go to the house of Cornelius and uh, a, a Gentile right in the middle of his message. God, God's spirit takes over the service and, and steps in and begins to move. Uh, it says, you're done talking. This is over. Uh, but both of these examples are the Holy Spirit leading Peter and Paul, learning how to submit to him. God doesn't want all our religious activities. He wants to grab us up and sweep us off of our feet and begin to this amazing adventure of following him. So Paul learned to submit to his new partner. The second thing is that uh, he, he needed to learn to get in rhythm with the Holy Spirit. Acts chapter 16, Paul and his companions traveled throughout the region of uh, Phrygia, and Galatia, having been kept by the Holy Spirit. This is what the Message Bible calls the uh, unforced rhythms of grace. I love that phrase. It's so, so good. Uh, the unforced rhythms of grace. See, the Holy Spirit is going to move in our lives, and he's going to direct us in the ways that we should go. And, and Barnabas, even the disciple, had to learn this lesson in Acts chapter 13, uh, verses 2 and 4. It says, while they were worshiping the Lord and fasting, the Holy Spirit said, set apart for me Barnabas and Saul uh, for the work to which I have called them. After they fasted and prayed, they placed their hands on them and sent them. Uh, a lot like you guys did with Psalmdi. And the, the two of them, uh, sent on their way by the Holy Spirit, went down to Seleu- Seleucia and sailed from there to Cyprus. When you walk in step with the Holy Spirit, there's an easiness to it. It's hard to describe, but once you've submitted to him, uh, there's a rhythm to it that will, uh, he'll begin to lead and right away you'll know to follow. See, uh, you won't have to worry about how it'll work or uh, how, how the situation will work out. How, how many times have we laid awake at night wondering what's going to happen in, in our job situation or uh, maybe, maybe uh, what's going to happen with our kids when they go away for the weekend or what's going to happen in different situations and we lay there and we worry about all these things but the Holy Spirit says, stop, trust me, it's going to be okay. There's an easiness to the rhythm of life in the Spirit. See, many of us try to make things happen. Like uh, Abraham in the Old Testament, uh, he tried to fulfill the promises God gave him uh, to to give him an heir. And he messed it all up and and had uh, a child with another woman and all these different things that caused all these problems for him. But then when he submitted to God, the rhythm of grace in his life worked it all out. Sometimes we just need to back off a little bit and allow, uh, allow God to take us where he wants us to go. I remember uh, being in high school. I knew this. I, I, I had come back from a youth camp uh, experience, and I was on fire for God. And I was like, okay, I'm going to win my friends at high school for Jesus. And so I came up with this strategy. I was like, I'm going to find the roughest toughest guy, and if he accepts Jesus, then everybody else will. It's going to be no problem. And so I found my friend, Andy, and I I began to witness to him and talk to him, and he laughed at me, and he ignored me, and he 
took off running and my plans didn't work. And you know what? I graduated high school and moved on and went through college. And I ended up at this, of all things, I don't know if you can, you probably can't picture me at a Christian hip-hop concert. (laughs) And I was there just with some friends and we were at this music concert and, and I'm standing there and I look over and the photographer that's taking pictures of the band is my friend Andy. And I'm like, How, why would on earth would he be here? I'm like in high school, he's like Metallica t-shirts and like a heavy metal band, like he just was in drugs and just lived a wild lifestyle. And I'm like, why on earth would he be here? And, and I came up to him afterwards and I said, Andy, are you a Christian? Like, what, what are you doing here? And he's like, yeah. He's like, are you a Christian? <laughs> I was like, well, don't you remember in high school? And I just... <laughs> and it just it sparked a, a renewal and just a newness in our friendship that, um, that was so special. But when we back off and allow the Holy Spirit to work, God will begin to do some powerful things. See, Paul learned to submit to his new partner. He learned to get in rhythm with him. And, and, and he, then he learned to just take the next step. Just allow the Holy Spirit to take the next step. He didn't need to know like 2, 10, 20 years down the road. He just said, the Holy Spirit said, just go and I will be with you. See, Paul knew he was meant to, uh, didn't know he was meant to go to Macedonia. Uh, or he, he wanted to go there, but the, the Holy Spirit wouldn't allow him to go to Asia. And so uh, he, he didn't know that what he was, he was going to do was uh, meet a woman named Lydia who would begin to fund his entire missionary ministry. And he would plant a church in a place called Thessalonica, which be, would become a foundational church in, in Europe that would spread the gospel all through Europe and God would do amazing things he just knew that he was supposed to go to Macedonia because he had a dream of a man asking him to come he didn't tell him any of that stuff he just said go and he went See, when we're looking uh, at our feet and we're trying to uh, figure out the next step and we're trying we're, and God is saying just look me in the eyes and follow my lead just begin to follow. I'm not even going to try and dance, but follow my lead. So how do we, how do we follow God's lead? I, I four practical steps. We're going to go back to our James scripture, uh, James chapter 1, verse 19. Uh, and there's four practical things that we can do to love Jesus more and walk in step with the Spirit, okay? Are you guys is still with me? This is a seven-point sermon, so just hang in there. Scripture, let's read some scripture. It says this. Uh, My dear brothers and sisters, take note of this. Everyone should be quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to become angry. Because human anger does not produce righteousness that God desires. Therefore, get rid of all uh, moral filth and evil that is so prevalent and humbly accept the word planted in you, which can save you. Verse 22 goes on to say, uh, Do not merely listen to the word and so deceive yourselves. Do what it says. Anyone who listens to the word and does not do what it says is like someone who uh, looks at his face in in the mirror and often and after looking at himself goes away and immediately forgets what he looks like. But whoever looks intently into the perfect law that gives freedom and continues in it, not forgetting uh, what they have heard, but doing it, they will be blessed in what they do. 
Those who consider themselves religious and do not do, uh, keep uh, a tight rein on their tongues deceive themselves and their religion is worthless. The first thing we can do to walk in step with the Spirit is be slow to speak. Slow to speak. I can guarantee that 99% of us in this room, the number one thing holding us back from walking in step with the Holy Spirit is this guy right here, our mouth. Our mouth gets in our way so many times. Uh, James 1, uh, those who consider themselves religious yet do not keep a tight rein on their tongues deceive themselves and their religion is worthless. The Holy Spirit uh, really convicted me. Uh, our middle daughter, uh, she's perfect in every way. Except she knows exactly how to get under my skin. Like it's just, it's, it's miraculous really. I don't, I don't know how to describe it. And the other day, I mean, this just happened like last week, I think. I just was, I was asking her to do something and she was, yeah, but daddy, yeah, but daddy. And not listening and I... In my frustration, I blurted out, you will never listen. And I immediately felt convicted. And, I, and have you ever said something, or maybe you say something often enough that it's like, why won't you just listen? Like, what's wrong with you? Or you say something that's maybe more negative to people. And, and, and we need to allow the Holy Spirit to take a hold of our tongue. And we need to be slow to speak, especially when we're frustrated. And we need to... Uh, we need to be wise with our tongue. Listen, I had, had to go out to my five-year-old and, and I said, sweetheart, you're, you're a great listener. I'm sorry I said that. I was frustrated and I didn't mean it. Will you please forgive me? And she's like, what did you say? She's like, didn't you? I'm like, come on, okay. <laughs> What's something that you say that you can drop this week that will help you walk in step with the Holy Spirit? Number two is be slow to become angry. We need to be slow to become angry. Ephesians chapter 4, verses 26 and 27. In your anger, do not sin. Uh, Don't let the sun go down while you're still angry. And do not give the devil a foothold. Isn't it interesting that he says that at the end of the scripture, don't give the devil a foothold. In other words, when we uh, become angry, we're opening ourselves up to allow the devil into our lives. When you're angry, you give the devil maybe a a small place to grab a hold of. Whether it's road rage and someone cuts you off. Or maybe they didn't signal and that triggers you for some reason. Or um, do you know what I mean? Like maybe maybe when you're driving down the road and, and and their signal is to go left and then they turn right because we didn't realize they're new in town and they don't know where they're going. Not saying that was me, but it might have been me. So <laughs> we need to be slow to become angry. The third thing is we need to be quick to listen. Romans 10, 17. Uh, Consequently, faith comes from hearing the message, and the message is heard through the word of Christ. We need faith, and faith comes through our ears, which is interesting. Uh, It's like Mary and Martha. Uh, One was sitting at the feet of Jesus, listening intently, and and the other was busy preparing the meal and and complained to Jesus and said, "Would uh, would you ask her to come and give me a hand in the kitchen? And Jesus said, she chose the right thing. I'm not gonna take that away from her. I remember uh, being on a missions trip um, in Jamaica and uh, oftentimes we, we, we... 
when, especially when we're doing ministry or you're on a missions trip, it just feels like maybe you're tuned into the Holy Spirit. You want to be obedient, like you spent all this money to go on this trip, and uh, we're we're uh, preaching the gospel and doing um, like dramas and different things in 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 some of the more po- impoverished parts of Jamaica, and uh, and I remember we're doing this. Um, doing this this drama to this song that was talking about the prodigal son. Uh, he ran to me. I don't know if you've ever heard that song. It's powerful. Uh, Phillips, Craig, and Dean song. Uh, but he, uh, and so at the end there, it's like, uh, it's like Jesus, and then the person runs to them, and all this stuff. And, and I, I, for some reason, they chose the bald guy to be Jesus. And so I was Jesus in this play. And, uh, and, and so... Uh, I had been talking to this guy and I was watching him and like I was trying to minister to him and, and, and share my faith with him and all these different things. And he was stood and I was like, just stay for the, for the drama and then I'll, we'll come and talk again afterwards. And I was uh, at the end of the drama and uh, the, the guy who was the, the leader of the team asked us to stay kind of frozen in our positions at the end of the drama while he would come up and kind of share the gospel at the end. And, and as I did that, uh, I'm, I'm like frozen. I'm like hugging this guy, and it's getting awkward because it's like this really long hug, and uh, and all these strangers are watching us, and and I'm I've got my eyes on this guy the entire time, and he's like, kind of like pacing back and forth, the back of the crowd, and I uh, I really like the song had just said, and he ran to me, and he took me in his arms, and and, and is talking about like the, the the God running to his children and and, and embracing them, and and I'm watching this guy walk away down the street. And I was like, I really sensed the Holy Spirit saying, Matt, run to him right now. Like, it doesn't matter about the play. It doesn't matter about what your leader's going to say. Like, go and run to him and tell him, uh, I, I forget what God was asking me, to just share the love of God with him. And I didn't do it. I wasn't obedient. And in that moment, I was quick to listen, but slow to react. And I missed an opportunity. And you know what? Like Andy, I just pray that God touches that guy wherever he might be. But listen, when we're, uh, when, we're, when we're quick to listen and quick to be obedient, God is going to move in a powerful way. I w- it wasn't perfect that time, but I tried to learn from those moments. The last thing is this. Um, we need to be slow to forget. Slow to forget. James 1, 23. Uh, anyone who listens to the word but does not do what it says is like someone who looks in the face in the mirror and then after looking at himself goes away and immediately forgets what he looks like. But whoever looks intently into the perfect law that gives freedom and continues in it, not forgetting what, he, uh, what they have heard, but doing it, they will, be pleased, uh, they will be pleased in what they do. A friend of mine was... Uh, interviewing for to be a youth pastor and in the interview they uh they just had come on the heels of all these pastoral scandals of uh, moral failures of all these big famous pastors uh coming to light and and so the inter the the pastoral team that was interviewing him said have you any had any moral failures in your life and he thought about it for a minute he looked at them and he said i am one big walking moral failure in other words, I am sinful. I'm fallen. I am a fallen creation. But it's because of the grace of God uh, and what he's done in my life. I am and I can be what you're asking me to be. And so that's the attitude that we need to have. Slow to forget what God has done in your life. Has God done some things in your life, church? 
We need to be slow to forget those things. We need to constantly remind ourselves, hey, remember that time that God moved in that way? Remember that time that we didn't have any food and then we opened the door and there was groceries on the front, support, uh, front steps? Uh, remember that time that we had prayed for like 20 years for our son to come to Jesus and then he shows up at the altar and gives his heart to the Lord and he's a different person today? We need to be slow to forget the things that God has done in our lives. The team wants to come back up. I, uh, they're going to close in a moment here. We need, to be, we need to begin to partner with the Holy Spirit and allow him to move in a powerful way. And my prayer is that you're already, you know what, this is, this is just a, a friendly reminder. You're already walking this out in your life. But maybe it's a moment for you today where you're saying, I've never partnered. And God, like you did with, uh, uh, with Peter, Lord God, you just interrupted the service. He said, I'm going to move in these people's lives. And so, God, I thank you for that. Thank you for your grace and mercy upon our lives. And, God, I pray today that we would do one thing this week that will draw us closer to you. Help us walk more in step and be in tune with the Holy Spirit. God, have your way in our lives, we pray. In Jesus' name.